absolute pleasure to have this man coming on the podcast for the very first time. It's uh, one half of our, uh, our premiership leading and outstanding training combination. Combination. It's Grant Williams. G'day, Grant. G'day, BJ. How are you, mate? Very, very well. Uh, Perth Cup Day edition of the one-one. So we thought it would be uh, it would be only fitting. To, uh, to talk to the man who's already saddled up four Perth Cup winners himself and the favourite in Monday's race. It's Grant Williams. He's got Casino 17, William Pike, the current favourite for, for Monday's Group 2 2,400-metre iconic Perth Cup. Uh, first and foremost, Grant, um, this has been the target for this horse, all preparation. He's run third in the Ted Van Hemps at Wait for Age, drops the six kilos on Monday, drew well, Pike back from suspension, or everything seems to have lined up on paper anyway. Yeah, it all looks looks good when you uh, when you talk about it that way, BJ. Um, he had a good piece of work this morning. Um, it's Pikey aboard. He was happy. So um, now we just hope that we can keep him fit and healthy for the next couple of days. And yeah, it's been a it's been an aim since he won the um, Pinjarra Cup to to go to this race. Obviously, um, gone up to a million dollars, so it's quite attractive. Um, for us and also the owners, um, and you know he's he's been gone in some pretty pretty hard races against some nice horses, and I thought I thought his prep's been pretty good, really, without winning. Um, it's getting to a trip that he absolutely loves now. Um, he looks pretty fit, um, so yeah, we just now we've just got to cross our fingers and hope that we get uh, that run that we need, um, no trouble, and hopefully he can do the job for us. Grant, Terry Blayton here. Um, this horse, a lot of its Country Cup wins and some of its ratings wins as well, um, it, it took off sort of pretty early in proceedings with uh, either the Ponton or, or Pikey on. I think Targe was even one one day and it was ridden in a similar manner. Has that been an instruction to the jockeys to ride it uh, in that particular way or has it just sort of been, we've got the best day, let's put it into the race early and uh, take luck out of the equation, I suppose? Yeah, g'day, Terry. Um, look, I think a lot of the time it was um, it was probably more that his racing manners were, you know, they were sort of guiding us to, to ride him like that. He used to go along pretty hard, um, which made it a little bit tough for the jockeys at times. Um, I, I think the more Willie rode him, he sort of, he found a, a couple of little tricks to him. Um, he's been able to sort of tell the other guys that, have been riding him in his absence. Um, he's definitely a little bit more attractable. Um, I don't know if we had him, you know, in the last few runs back to where he was um, in those cup races, but I think we're getting pretty close now. Um, I thought his run the other day was quite good, and then obviously the 60 kilos is going to be a huge bonus for him. I thought his run in the northerly actually was particularly good as well. Um, under uh, 1800, obviously, under the weight for age. Just really liked, liked the way that he, he hit the line on that occasion. And, and I mean, he's run placings, Northern Cup, Scahill Cup, and wasn't far away in the Lucky Grey. So, in a way, not, not winning has almost meant that you've, you've lobbed into the cup on the minimum as well. So, um, it's kind of lined up for you, all right, in that regard. Now, just, just have a look at this horse's history. Before he came to you, he, he was a real um, widely travelled, changed stables quite a lot. What was what was the scouting report on Casino Seventeen when he when he lobbed at your place? Uh, when was that sort of late last year? Yeah, look, he, he I, I made a mind over in Melbourne actually. Um, you know, sort of followed the horse through and just said, you know, would you like to have a crack at him? I think that he's got something, and 
I'll be honest with you, when he logged in, in the stables, I was like, oh, wow, doesn't look like much of a horse. Um, and then, uh, you know, Lance gets aboard and she does what she does and she gets them to, to work and use himself properly. And um, he just blossomed, like, you know, before our eyes, really, he changed shape, he got stronger. He, um, he's got a, he's got a bit of a different personality. He's, um, he's a bit of a, bit of a, uh, white line fever kind of horse when you put a saddle on he, he turns into a little bit of a monster which I think that holds him in good stead because you know he's only a plain looking little fellow he's not that big but um, yeah look he, he's got a lovely shape about him now and he's nice and strong and he goes around um, obviously thanks to Lance he uses himself great and I think um, I think that's just enabled him to to improve and get stronger um, through through that work that she did early on and I think we're we're sort of seeing the benefits of that now. As I mentioned before, you've won the cup with Western Jewel in twenty twelve, Delicacy twenty sixteen, Mississippi Delta twenty twenty and Midnight Blue in twenty two. That's a common theme there, BJ. Cerise and White. Uh, but Mate, you've taken some tremendous horses to a Perth Cup. At the moment, Casino 17 is a $3 favourite. Like, does your, does your confidence level marry up against some of those outstanding Cup winners of the past? Look, I think Delicacy probably stands way above all of them horses. Like, she was an out-and-out superstar that was cut down um, with injury. Um, I think Mrs. Mississippi Delta is a similar... We're going into into this race with similar confidence we did with her. We we knew that we were getting her spot on for this race. Um, you know, she had a blistering turn of foot, which probably still puts her just a, a touch in front of Casino. But um, look, I don't think the field is um, maybe as good as it may have been in the last with against those couple of horses, and definitely. Oh, we got a good barrier with Delicacy, but she had 59 kilos. But Mississippi Delta, I'm pretty sure she drew pretty wide and we just had to ride her um, with, you know, one one plan and that was just to have one crack at them. Um, uh, this week, I think Will's going to be able to just do what Willie can do and just ride the race as it pans out and it's going to just depend on speed and where other runners are sitting. He, you know, he, he's probably not going to have too much of a plan, whereas the other, the other guys, we... One drew one and sat rails and we had the weight and the other one sat last and was able to pick them up. So, yeah, confidence levels are never, um, you know, we, we're not overconfident at anything. Um, we, we like to go in knowing that there's a lot of other horses that have been probably prepped for this race, the same as what ours has. So um, I'm pretty happy with where my horse is and I'm pretty happy with the job that we've got. So um, if that lifts my confidence levels, well, yeah, that, that's a good thing. That's no, uh, that's not good for uh, the tagline for the podcast this week. We were hoping to to lead with Grant Williams declares Casino Seventeen. <laughs> Take any price, and any price is a good price. The I more remember, you bet, the more you win. I remember you said uh, speaking about Mississippi Delta that uh, you declared Four S's. you declared it that day. So uh, yeah, well, if, if Grant's going in with similar confidence, then uh, look out. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'll, look, I'll, declare, I'll declare him as long as you don't play it if he gets beaten. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't mind a post-race crawl, actually. Hey, Grant, I just want to, I want to have a chat to you about Team Williams' past, present, future, and, um, and of course, you talk about Alana a lot. But just, just before 
I do, Terry. Do you want to touch on anything more? Perth I was Cup just about to. Yeah, I was just going to ask a question. Just going away from the Perth Cup for a second. I just can't remember a yard dishing out so many winning debutants yep. in recent times. And I've sort of gone back and looked at a lot of the purchase prices. A lot of these horses, they're not super expensive horses. I, I think the common theme I can see throughout them is, is there none of them are really two-year-olds mm. um they're coming out of three-year-olds winning well um like it's almost funny now when we see the silks go on um they always start short i um, mean you got the good jocks on and whatnot and they're always well placed um but you're always almost surprised if they don't end up winning that race i mean do you put the majority um of that success down to not racing them as two-year-olds and being patient and having them more mature and ready to go uh, as furnished sort of three-year-olds in, in sort of dodgy maidens yeah definitely that's a, that's probably one of our main uh things is not to step them out before they're ready um you know we tend to oh, i think i think that's something that bob taught us along the way I was going to ask if that was a Bob or a Grant Nalana thing. Did that sort of a, a originate with Bob in regards to not racing the two-year-olds or was that something you pushed on him or, or vice versa? No, look, I, I, I'm quite happy to say that that was probably one of the main things that he taught us along the way. And it wasn't through um, anything more than, um, you know, we, we'd win a trial with these horses and then think, oh, they're ready for the races. And then he'd say, oh, no, send it back to the farm. And then we'd go... You know, send it back to the farm, and then it would come back um, for another prep or whatever, and it would have matured a lot. And um, yeah, it, it sort of taught us along the way that um, they needed time, and, and once they got that, you know, they would come back a, a a finished product that was able to hand handle the hard racing and the hard tracks, and um, and would stand up and would be able to get them through good races. It is understandable. I mean, a lot of obviously a lot of trainers run their horses as two-year-olds. There's big prize money available. There's small fields. There's, I mean, you're looking at the two-year-old races at the moment. There's six-horse fields for eighty grand on on Saturdays plus bonuses. So there's there's plenty of money there. But I mean, I, I think talking long term, if you're looking at perhaps bigger and uh, bigger picture, longevity of career, uh, bigger races later in career, there is really is something to be said for that patience. But I guess that's when you've got to have, um, which the you guys owners, do have, the, the owners, owners that have that. the patience and yeah. the ability to to buy one and wait three years for a debut or wait even four years sometimes on occasion for a debut. And uh, I guess that's the, the hard part, but it's a message you guys have sold now over a period of time, which probably makes it easier to sell going forward. Yeah, you just got to hope that uh, the owners don't get too impatient. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, we do at times as well. We're, we've probably stepped horses out when they're still a, a prep or two away. Um, but I think I think the proof's in the pudding with, um, you know, what we've been able to do with the horses come uh, three-year-old or, um, um, yeah, um, yeah, I think, I think we've just got to, yeah, just stick to what we know best and... Um, and then just hopefully that people will back us with um with that. Now, obviously, everyone in in Australian racing circles uh, understands the uh, the split between Grant Alana Williams and and Peter's investments that took place. And I guess you guys had to sort of reimagine your stable and what that's going to look like moving forward. And I mean, it took I guess it you know a lot of people think you you kind of took 
12 to 18 months to get to get realigned. But I'm just looking at your stats last season. You still managed to train 53 winners, <laughs> with, you know, and, and in, a, in a rebuild. Uh, and at the moment, you're already up to 55 winners for for the season and we're not even into January yet. So um, Should have helped with the Eagles rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> I need to, get, need to get Grant Alana down at Mineral Resources, I think. Um, I just want to know, like, when you made the split, uh, when you made that that ultimate decision to go your own way, go to the yearling sales, stock up, go again, like, what it, could you imagine it turn so quickly? I mean, you must have tremendous faith in your ability as a as a stable and the system that you guys have. But it's quite incredible how how you've got motoring again in I guess your second second season under the under your own banner, really. And um, yeah, just fantastic training, and and it just happened so quickly. Is it has it surprised you in that regard? Yeah, it probably happened a little bit quicker than we first realised. Um, we're obviously hoping that this would happen, but you, you hope a lot of stuff. And um, in our game, it doesn't really come to fruition. But um, yeah, we're really happy with what's you know what's transpired with the horses that we've been able to to get either through sales or ones that have been given to us to train. And um, um, you know, like we're driving around the different. Um, place the other day looking around just the ones that we've got ready to come back in for Belmont season and it's uh, really exciting it doesn't look like it's going to get too slow too soon which is a good thing yeah 100 100% so the the I mean you've got some you've, you've got some outstanding stock and young stock and and as you said you, you you've brought well at the yearling sales but you've also uh, been able to um, get your hands on some tried horses as well one of those being Casino Seventeen of course and oh, I thought uh, you're going to bring up Younger Lass I was about to mention that oh. uh, and the other one of course yeah. is Younger Lass for the great in Butchie O'Connor how did it feel to be handpicked as uh, <laughs> the Butchie Bloodstock private trainer Grant. Yeah, well, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, um, I've had a bit of fun with Butch, and we've had a lot of success, and he's a great fella. Um, we actually went up, took the staff up there for our Christmas party. He put on a good show for us. It was really good. Um, I don't think, you know, he, he did ring me one day and said, oh, I've got younger lass. Um, you know, can you have a go at this one? And I looked at the replays, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's not too bad. She shows a good turn of foot. But I don't think neither of us thought that we were going to um, end up with the mayor's you know, going like she is. and She might have come to the end of her campaign uh, this week, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun with her going forward. Um, she'll improve again, I reckon, next, next prep. Yeah, 100%. And, of course, you've got Hostile Talk as well, who was an impressive debut winner at Belmont recently. Um, three-year-old taking on the older horses over a 1,000 metres. Um, what, what can you tell us about that horse? Well, firstly, I've, I've got to make sure I take Todd to the sales because his eye for horses is actually really good. Those horses that he gave us, there's been a couple of absolute rippers come out of that crop. Um, but look, Hostile Talk, he's a, he's a lovely horse going forward. He's probably just a bit green at the moment, um, wants to do everything flat out. Um, but when he won his last race, well, he got off and said, oh, I think, I think you should wait till he is before you start this horse again. So that gives him gives me a pretty good um pretty good confidence that he's pretty happy with how he felt as well. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really happy taking him to the races on Saturday. It's been a few weeks between runs, but he's a lovely animal, and uh, he's going to be a nice animal for another couple of years. I hope. Yeah, he looks a looks a cracking type. Um, Todd Harvey, of course, um, purchased that one at the at the yearling sales. Um, now I. 
like I, I, when you're interviewed post race and on Tab Radio, you're, you're often, you know, giving credit to a lot of credit to to Alana and and her contribution, you know, in the in the partnership. Um, almost selling yourself short at times, I think, Grant. I think you know people um, uh, that uh, I guess that are you know my age, I suppose, will un, you know acknowledge your success in the harness racing world before you moved into into the thoroughbred world and and how astute you were there and the and the you know the big races that you won there but just in regards to alana when you when you can you sort of let listeners in on a bit of bit of insight you don't have to reveal the secret sauce or whatever but what 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 is it that makes her so good and and what is it that she does that's so valuable to the success of williams racing well, firstly, she doesn't really like the limelight and, and you know, she doesn't – we've just probably started to get her more involved with the owners and updates and stuff like that because I actually really like to hear um, her, her views and from her mouth um, I can put a bit of mail on sometimes or it might sound as good as what it would coming from her, but she's just a very astute rider and understands and the animal like – like probably nobody that I've ever come across, um, and I know I know you know it could sound a little bit one-eyed and all that, but it, you could ask Spikey the same sort of thing. And there's there's stuff that she can feel and see that we we still can't. And um, to have someone on their back that can actually understand the mechanics of it and and the way they should be striding or the way they should be feeling, um, and then if they're not happy with it, be able to actually change what she's doing when she's fighting to, to get the full benefit of a horse's stride or action is is um it's really unbelievable and it's 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 really good having um that involved in our stable of course and obviously I'm pretty lucky because um Dennis my miss so you know we're <laughs> yeah, she better not go out on her own anytime soon, Grant, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, she does. I'll probably go and do something else for a while. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Grant, like you've trained so many, going to put you on the spot, you've trained so many like champions, really, uh, horses that all our listeners and Terry and I know and love so well, especially over the, over the last 10 years or so. Like, Can you give us your personal top five talent-wise talent uh, for the horses that that you and you and Alana have have prepared together. Yeah, for five. Yeah, top five. Top yeah, three. Yeah, well, this is actually this is actually an easy one because we were actually talking about it at dinner a couple of nights ago. So obviously, um, for pure power and ability, Arcadia Queen sits at the top of the tree. Um, um, second to her would be Western Empire, and that's basically for the same thing for pure power. And, um, you know, when Alana rides. These two in particular, she said that at no stage do you feel like you have got control, meaning that if they wanted to take, you know, take, get going or wanted to throw you or anything like that, the power and that was unbelievable. Um, and obviously, Perfect Reflection is up high there as well. I put Delicacy in there. I thought she was probably struck down by injuries and, you know, she... She may maybe could have won a, a Cox Plate or a Caulfield Cup or or run really good in those races. We didn't never get to see the best of her. And uh, my old mate Regal Power, he's um he's he's the high stake earner that we've had that we've got to train. Um, I think he was up to about four point two million before um, we lost him. Um, and he took me on a ride that uh, no other horse has ever done. So 
that there's, there's my top five. Probably should have made it ten guys, and that would have made me <laughs> a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, personally affronted that Galaxy Star didn't make the list. Oh, I'm, I'm I love that. Bit offended, yeah. I, thought, I thought it might be number three, Galaxy Star. <laughs> yeah, she's probably coming at six or seven with her, and a, maybe like a inspirational girl. But they're mm. they're more. Um, they were more stable favourites than maybe the best ones that we've had. You know, like they had issues, um, and that they were they were Alana's babies. Uh, she sort of got them through their issues and was able to win group ones with them. So that's sort of another little feather in her cap. Who's topping the list if we omit all the Cerise and White Runners? I think there were seven Cerise and White Runners named there. Sorry, say that again. Who, who's top of the list if we're omitting all the Cerise and White Runners? Um, who's top of the list there? Well, I'd have to put Elsafina up there. Keshi um, Boom. Uh, hopefully I can tell you Keshi Boom. Um, I actually saw her yesterday and she looks fantastic. Um, there's, there's three or four nice three-year-old fillies that we got, so hopefully we have this conversation again next year before the first time, guys, and I'll show hey, up one of them up. What do you think of Keshi Boom uh, 2024? What's, uh, what's your sort of mid-long-term plans with her? Um, obviously she... Um, hasn't done anything wrong. Um, she just keeps growing as a horse. She's just a beautiful filly to deal with. She's got a little bit of um, uh, a bit of dirt in her, which a good filly is like. And look, I think she'll just keep improving, which is a bit scary. Well, I hope she will. Um, I can't see why she wouldn't. And um, look, she's going to have a good break. And then if she comes back and feels like she's... Um, as good as what she was, she definitely looks like she's strengthened up already. Um, hopefully, she might be one that I could take east next year because that's still high on the radar for me. I'd like to get back over east with um, with some of us other than the Therese and White. Uh, take my little mate Willie back and um, try and do something like we did a few years ago. There's a $10 million race at Rose Hill, which might be suitable for a horse like Cashy Boom, the uh, well, Golden Eagle. I just didn't want to say it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a couple more things, Grant, before we let you go. You did mention number two on your top five Williams Racing Power Rankings is Western Empire. Um, nice that uh, he's uh, potentially rejoining the stable. He actually rejoined the stable on um, – he, he came back to us uh, last week, which was actually really exciting. Um yeah, we were able to purchase him, um, you know, from the online sale. And I think um, for that money, um, even if we didn't get him back to as good as he was before, I think we're still going to have a lot of fun with him. And you know, he, he's an absolute serious horse. So, um, you know, we couldn't we couldn't knock the opportunity to grab him and get him back. And uh, he'll have a home forever with us. Hopefully, he could maybe just put a couple of million in everyone's bank before he retires. <laughs> That'd be good. Jeez, that's you. It's going to be such a thrilling watch when we all see him back on the track. I mean, there's been two trainers over East that have had a go, and he's couple, yeah, yeah not looked yeah. anywhere near the same horse. I yeah. mean, there was Australia wide. A lot of pundits were saying that Western Empire at that point in its career, his career was the best horse in Australia. So yeah, I if you can get him, yeah, I I, I, whether you can get him, obviously getting him back to that level is highly unlikely. But I mean, there's obviously, I guess, a northerly. If, if you're just looking at staying, um, staying at home, uh, makes a lot of sense. You got the winter series mid year. Is there anything picked out in particular for him? Not really. Um, I thought we'd probably have to do a bit more uh, work on him than than actually that we have. Um, obviously, just physically, there's a few things we want to change again with him but he's the same old horse um 
he's appreciating having Lance back on his back and um, there's obviously, you know, some breaks we might have to um, fix up to put back, um, you know, to get him to race a little bit more, not so fierce like he was over there. But, um, look, I, I think he's looks like he's settled right back in at home and he looks fantastic and it, geez, it's bloody good having him back in the stable. So, you know, I'll, I'll pop it if we can get him back at 80%. That's good enough for me. That's still... Um, going to win him a few races, I would have thought. Um, in, in, in in line, what we're thinking, um, so I think Lance is going to do some work on him for a few weeks. We'll give him another break. And, yeah, maybe maybe the, the Winter Series at Belmont, uh, bring him back and, um, yeah, go through a few of them races and, and hopefully see that he's back to near his best. And then, and then, obviously, we've got a decision. We either go to Melbourne or we stay for the carnival here. Hopefully we're going to Melbourne. He might be a good travelling partner for Keshi Boom, maybe. You never know. <laughs> well, make sure you uh, give us a hoy if any uh, shares become available in our Western Empire. I tell you what, I reckon that is an absolute steal at that price. And, uh, yeah, I was a little he bit pro- uh, pro- dirty. probably could have syndicated out yeah. for 300 Do you I was actually the leading bidder. I sent VJ a screenshot. I offered $1,000 online for it just so I could say I was the leading bidder just for one moment. So I was the leading bidder for about eight seconds yeah, on Western Empire. You had your nose in front. Yeah, I did. I was pretty happy with that. So you, you might have just pipped me. But, uh, yeah, I'll wait for the, the message telling me this little share there with my name on it. Thanks, Grant. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, Grant, I, I, I'm glad that you touched on Melbourne as a potential, the East, East Coast as a potential option for you in the uh, in the new year because, like, you scaled the heights here, railways, Perth Cups, derbies, everything, you, 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 and, you and Alana and um, – had had unbelievable success when you when you went to Melbourne, winning an, an All Star Mile, of course, or Quinellaing an All Star Mile, and um, you know even your strike road over there was super. And then you sort of had to come back a peg, and then just just start again. Like I was just going to ask you what when you started again training for for friends and trying to get, I guess, a bit more. Um, I don't know, like uh, a bit more uh, balance in the in, in in your in your careers as trainers, like enjoying racing more. Did you set yourself goals? Is like what what was what was the goals? Was it winners? Was it premierships? Was it to get back on the big stage again, or was it more simple, just about enjoying your trade again? A little bit of both, I reckon. A little bit of everything there, I reckon. Um, obviously, to get our business back going again because it took a huge hit um, for that year, um, we had to. You know, had to spend a lot of money um, and still, you know, to, to get back there where we're going. And at the end of the day, we're competitors. So, um, you know, uh, one race at Northern is fine. Um, a race during the carnival was even better. And a race in Melbourne is even better than that. So you've got to set your goals on that. And then hopefully um, the horses that we're buying or we're getting given, that we're training them as good as we can and, we can get back to Melbourne because at the end of the day, I think we all want to be able to take a, a couple of horses over there and race against the best. What was it like when you were, when you were over there the last time? Did, did you were you able to find a place that suited your training style? Did you have all the facilities that you needed? And would you ever consider like a Lindsay Smith type operation over there as well? Oh, we've been through all that, and I think we probably wouldn't. I think it would take away too much from what we we're doing here I think we need to concentrate on our stable here and have the results here before um, 
you know, and, and maybe just and prepare them here and then take them over for hit and run uh, missions. I think it's a lot nicer place to stay is in Perth, and if we can get over and back easy enough, I think it worked good for us in the past. So I don't think we need to be changing anything um, that we that we did when we had that success over there. Tremendous stuff, Grant. Uh, thanks a lot for your time uh, joining us here on the one one for our Perth Cup Day edition. Casino seventeen on Monday. Just wins apparently. Yeah, just <laughs> best of yeah. best of luck to to you and Alana and, and all the owners. And of course, we'll be cheering uh, extra hard for Younger Lass in the Latrice for our man Butchie. So thanks for your time, Grant. Much appreciated, and all the best for the rest of the season. All right, guys, doing a great job. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Grant.